0: everyone. Our scripture this morning is from John, John chapter 2. Verse 1. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to me and to you? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the person in charge of the banquet. So they took it. When the person in charge tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, that person called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Let's pray. Thank you for your word, Lord. Um, May your word be like the voice of Jesus in turning ordinary things into sweet excess in our lives, in our communities, in the world. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Keith Johnston once wrote, there are people who prefer to say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures they have. Those who say no are rewarded by the safety they obtain. This quote reminds me of mothers, but not in the way you think. Sometimes we think of moms as safety officers, people who are practiced in the art of saying no. But this is only the surface of what a mom is. On a fundamental level, moms are the ones who actually are saying yes yes to new life, yes to whoever that new life is becoming, and even their no's are ways of saying a deeper and a fuller yes. This is what I call the vocation of motherhood, and I'd like to explore it beginning with Mary, Jesus's own mother, and this strange miracle in Cana. So Mary, Jesus, and the disciples are gathered at a wedding in a town called Cana. Weddings back then were pretty great. They went for a week, a full week, and they were fueled by wine. At some point in the middle of this week-long party, the wine runs out and that means the party is over and the wedding is over. It is a problem, but We have to ask, I mean, you know, this is the Bible, this is Jesus, like, so what? Wedding's over. Like, why why is this a problem that we find in the Bible? The bridegroom is the one who is responsible for letting the wine run out or not planning ahead or whatever, and he didn't get enough, and so it really only seems that Mary is the only one who says, wait a second, this is a real problem. So she goes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, the wine has run out. And there's an implication in the way she says it. This is something that moms can be very good at. They can, they can like say something that's like a declarative, but it's actually an imperative. The wine has run out, Jesus. The wine has run out. The wine has run out. But Jesus is not going to budge. Jesus says, not my problem. My hour has not yet come. My moment, my purpose, my reason for being in the world, this thing that you actually brought me up for, it's not this. I didn't come to the world to fix shortages of wine. I didn't come into the world to perform miracles for people who don't plan ahead. So Mary is faced with two no's. The one no is the shortage of the wine, and the other no is from Jesus himself. She ignores both of them. She she ignores Jesus and she responds to the other. She turns to the servants, she says, "'Do whatever he tells you to do,' because she knows he's going to act, and he does. He turns gallons and gallons of water into very, very excellent wine. Here's what motherhood is not. Motherhood is not what we could call redemptive suffering. It is not that mothers need to suffer in order for their children to flourish. There's definitely suffering in Mary's life. There's definitely suffering in all of our lives. But only Jesus needs to suffer on behalf of others. And that's what he means by my hour. My hour has not come, meaning There's going to be a time when I suffer on behalf of the world, and it'll only be me who does it, nobody else, and I will finish it. I will accomplish all the redemptive suffering that has to happen in the world. His suffering is his alone, no one else's. Suffering is a part of the life of a mother, but it is not the mother's main job. Here, it's not that Mary is disagreeing with what Jesus says when he turns down the offer to do something about the wine. She knows that his hour has not come. Mary knows what it means to be a mother. She knows that he did not come for this moment. However, she sees something that no one else seems to see. She sees that a yes is possible here in the midst of multiple no's. This can be a sign of that hour that moment the reason Jesus came by turning gallons and gallons of water into wine she sees a way to point to the abundance that Jesus will provide for all human beings when his time does come Mary's role here is to turn a no into a yes to say yes in a situation where yes is unimaginable and this is really Mary to the core this is just who she is When she's very, very young, 12, 13 years old, an angel visits her. And the angel says, you're pregnant with the Messiah. And her response is, may it be to me according to your word? Her response is, yes. A Lot of no's in that situation. A lot of no's. Very young, Messiah, virgin. And she says, yes. That's what Mary does. She shows us the vocation of motherhood. Mothers begin their vocation of motherhood with a very fierce and brave yes. Birth is a dramatic picture of this decision of saying yes with their entire body to make space for a new life to come into the world. But it's not just birth, the decision to adopt, the decision to marry someone who has children is exactly like this in the sense that it's an astonishing commitment to a child that you don't know to love them with everything in you but these moments these are just the beginning of motherhood motherhood is a whole life of this a hundred thousand yeses to this kid think of the thousand terrible crafts that a kid brings home that a mother says yes so good And you know what? The best part is they mean it. They mean it. They see the craft and they say, this belongs in a museum, child. (laughs) They say yes to all the rides and the practices and the games and the gear that come with going into a sport or a new hobby. They say yes to curiosity, yes to new friends, yes to random conversations and odd times. They say yes to the same song played over and over again. Like Mary, moms say yes to so much that is particular, particular, a new boy band, an unorthodox hairstyle, whatever it is. Of course, I know that moms do say no quite a bit, but even their nos are yeses. They say no to some of the unhealthier choices that kids can make once in a while, so that a kid can grow to be more fully who they are created to be. And no one knows that better than a mom. No, you cannot jump off that roof and see what happens. No, you cannot live on Smarties for a week. No, you can't just quit school. Why? Because of who you are becoming. Mary could see clearly where Jesus was headed and saw how this moment could be a part of that story. Turning a no into a yes and saying yes to something new, it all points to the promise of motherhood, but it also can raise, perhaps painfully, the problem of motherhood as well. Because someone with so much opportunity and influence is bound to make mistakes, to pass on mistakes made by her parents. Some of you are hearing this and you long for a mother who was prepared to say yes to you, but for one reason or another did not. Or you may hear this and long to do exactly what I'm describing, but have been unable to. Or perhaps you have simply chosen not to, and you feel a little bit left out of this conversation. And this is why I like to describe motherhood more as vocation than an identity. A vocation is a mystery that comes with a lot of responsibility, but it's bigger than any one of us. And it's something that we can all actually participate in. Let me give you an example of what I mean. My friend John was one of the fortunate ones. He did have a mom who paid attention to who he was becoming as he was growing up and made space for him to become who John was. One of the first things John chose to do was to work as an EMT, and then later he went into a career in law enforcement. Not long ago, less than a year ago, Mom's, or John's mother was diagnosed with cancer. John and the rest of his family quickly adjusted to this new normal that would that would that would happen, which is the 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 treatment regime. You know the. The, the new pattern of, of care and trips to the doctors and then responding to side effects and so on and so forth. They sort of several, settled into this, but then they realized they wouldn't need to settle in as long as they thought they would. John remembers hearing a conversation his mom had with the doctor. They were talking about certain days of the week, next week, Thursday, Wednesday, Only a little later did he realize they were talking about which day she was probably going to die. If birth is the great yes to life, death is the great no. The end of John's mother's life presented a no to her, to John, and to everybody in the whole family. But John had learned something from his mother. Growing up, she taught him not only to say yes to what God was forming inside of him, but also to say yes to life in the world. And that's why he became an EMT, someone whose job it is to attempt to rescue people in crisis and near death. But what John did not anticipate was that his training as an EMT would give him the tools that he needed and his mother needed right at the end of her life. He and his wife, also medically trained, were the ones who took care of John's mother right until the day she died. John was able to do for her what she had done for him, to say yes to her life, even as she faced the no of death. I know not everyone had a mother like John's, and obviously we are not all mothers here. But we can all learn something vital because we are all called to this vocation of saying yes to life that is emerging in our midst. Ultimately, we see Jesus do exactly this. And we see it especially in the the time when his hour does come. It's possible that Jesus said no to Mary at the wedding in order to one day say a bigger yes to her from the cross because in the moment before he dies in just moments we're talking about moments he's hanging on the cross he looks down at mary and he becomes a mother to her he does this because he sees next to mary john and he says he says to mary behold your son and then he turns to john and he says to john behold your mother In his final moments when he was facing the big no, he said yes to a new family for his mother, Mary. Whether we are mothers, not mothers, or in between, Jesus looks at all of us and invites us to behold new life in our midst, opportunities to say yes where yes was not thought possible, and to become precisely who God has created us to be, his children, In a new family that not even death can say no to. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for saying yes to our lives. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to say yes to life around us. Lord, we give you thanks because you are an eternal yes. we long to participate in that life forever. In your son's name we pray. Amen. May the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. And may he bring you home rejoicing once again into these doors. Amen. Go in peace.